Hello, 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 and welcome into the very first episode of My Humble Opinion. I am Shesharon. Thank you for sitting with me today. Hopefully, I will be able to entertain you and inform you all at the same time. I'm excited about my first episode, and I have an amazing guest I will introduce later, and we're going to have our uh, Let's Talk About It section a little later with him talking about cancel culture today but first let's get to the part of the show what they talking about this is the part where i tell you guys what's going on in the news and entertainment you know what's the latest news what they talking about out here um i originally had uh, a couple of stories that i wanted to talk about but with the news of um that was just recently uh, announced about um rapper Nipsey Hussle being murdered um, on on Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I had to switch up and do this. Um, I decided to dedicate this segment, my first segment of what they talking about to him, not just the announcement of his uh, being shot and 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 it, which resulted in his death, but just to talk about the man himself. You know, I was going to report a couple of situations and they probably were negative news. So just to be honest with you, uh, the Cardi B situation, Josie Smollett situation, and those things have been just like, you know, really, uh, pulsating in the news and just getting life and life and life and, you know, being talked about all over the internet, all in my newsfeed. And I think what, what the shockingness about the Nipsey Hussle, uh, murder was that, and seeing the different posts, all of a sudden, all these different things about him start surfacing. Now, I'm 45 year old woman, and so I'm not ashamed to admit that you know I'm a little hmm, lost when it comes down to today's hip hop. You know, of course, I'm from the generation where hip hop was created, where it was birthed, where it was, you know, it, it got its origin. So, of course, I listened to rap growing up and and everything. So, but but now I don't necessarily connect so much to the uh, current artists you know i have a few people i listen to ti hustle gang but outside of that i don't do much um listen to the newer people so i you know i've heard the name nipsey hustle but i didn't know anything about the man i didn't know anything about his music but nothing about his life and i'm saying all that to say that all the negativity that gets fed to us you know about hip-hop artists and all the things we gravitate to and post and repost and we make it go viral is negative stuff but upon realization after this man's death I'm finding out that he was an amazing guy that he had so many things he was doing you know he had his hands to so many things to build his own community where he grew up you know, he was rehabbing playgrounds. He had a, a, a STEM program he was developing for kids. You know, that's you know, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. So that those kids, kids in the inner city can have the same um, opportunities as kids in Silicon Valley. You know, he was uh, he had the Vector uh, 90, which was um, a shared or uh, co-working space for entrepreneurs you know, in the community to have a place to go to, to have office space, to have a place to network and do meetings and, you know, um, just just developing, just being a part of developing 
the community in the right direction. You know, he did so many different things. He bought us the, the Marathon clothing store. He originally bought that because that was a place where black kids were being, police were being called on them. You know, they were being discriminated against. He ended up buying him and his family, the pretty much that whole corner, opened up barbershops, restaurants, you know, different things like that. So he was a pillar in his community. He used his platform to speak positivity, to show and be the change that he wanted for his people. And I think that's awesome. And I'm very upset that it took his death for me to know about him. You know, like the same energy it takes to expose Cardi B or um, Kanye West or, you know, the same energy it takes to talk about that. You know, it takes the same energy to tell us what, you know, to really for us to tell each other, you know, what's going on with guys like Nipsey Hussle. It shouldn't take his death for me to have heard about the awesomeness. And that's upsetting for me because, I mean, I didn't look at him like, oh, just another rapper down, just another black man down. I mean, I still would have been like, that's a shame, you know. But now I'm I'm super extra disappointed because I personally missed out on the life you know, of being able to follow the life or the career of someone that was so amazing and so awesome. And I know a lot of people knew of him and heard of him and, you know, but I just feel like he wasn't that uh, enough of us didn't get exposure. And it's not like I'm not, I, I, I watch social media. I, I get enough of this stuff to have an opinion about all the negative stuff or have information. It's all there. It's all exposed. We're, we're uh, copying and pasting and repeating and reposting all those things enough for it to come across my path. I'm just sorry that his life and legacy didn't come across my path. So rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. You obviously were a great man. This this is an untimely death. At 33, you've done so much. And I cannot imagine how far he would have gone beyond 33. What what who what type of man he would have been beyond that, you know? So um I my condolences go to his family to Lauren London to his children. My condolences go out to um, his community, you know, and, and all the people that um, whose lives he affected. I know he'll be missed. And again, let's do a better job of exposing these beautiful people that are amongst us, supporting their cause and what they're doing and be the change that we want to see for our communities like he was. Let his legacy and his example live on in all of us that we all start stepping up and saying, what can I do to contribute to my community like he did? He wasn't he wasn't afraid to sacrifice for his community. And so with that, um, I'm going to close out uh, what they're talking about. I hate that my first session was about, you know, death, but it was it was more about the life and legacy of of one great man so rest in peace nipsey hustle we appreciate your life stay tuned with me i'll be back with my special guest and we're going to talk about cancel culture all right we're all right well <laughs> All right, now now it's time for my uh favorite the fa- my favorite part of the show. Let's talk about it. This it's the favorite part, part of your life. I'm involved. So go go ahead. <laughs> Listen, I haven't introduced you yet. I have my this you know for my very I have the honor for my very first episode. 
um, for to have one of my favorite persons on. He is a professional podcaster, podcast producer, amongst other things. His his um, his resume is long, so we won't go in. Happens to be my little brother, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, th- welcome, Drew. Welcome, Drew. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, I'm glad to join you. I think that um, I think this is going to be a good subject. And to be honest with you, I, we don't have to get into this. But if you if you're into podcasts, make sure you check out my. Uh, I'm just messing. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shop nine one eight. I might leave a little space at the end for you to shout out a couple of your um, okay. uh, podcasts. But yeah, so let's get into this. You know, um, with the with you know in the media, current events and everything that's going on, there's just one thing that just is starting to stand out. This one word, and I'm really starting to dislike this word, cancel. Yeah. And today, so I want to talk with you about cancel culture. This culture now is of 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 wanting to cancel people. Could you just kind of explain to everybody what cancel culture is, actually? I think, well, it derives really from, like, Twitter. And more specifically, you could say Black Twitter. But I really just think it's a social media phenomenon where individuals feel as though if we band together uh, with our social uh, equity or social media power or whatnot, we can we can cancel your career. We can stop your career. We could stop whatever it is you're doing or stop supporting you. And it's a tool that it could be used for good, but when it's used for cancellation, it yeah. it's kind of like <laughs> the, the cancellation part can be good in some cases. So prime example in recent history, people chose to cancel R. Kelly with the mute R. Kelly hashtag and the the R. Kelly memes and posts and basically guilting and shaming anyone who may like R. Kelly's music and support him into not supporting him anymore. That one's kind of viewed as a good one because who wants to be on the other side of pedophilia, right? Right, right. And <laughs> then, so, so I, okay, well, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, and then there's other cases, and we'll get into some of those Earl, uh, a little yeah. bit later on, what you got. Yeah, okay, so that's that's a, a positive look at the power of our voices and you know uh, what we have in social media right here in our hands this cell phone and all these different apps the social media apps take you know give us a voice in the world so that like you said that could be a good thing however I think it plays into um, our narcissistic society that is starting to develop and become more prevalent there's a there's a sense of non-forgiveness there's a sense of entitlement that i have the audacity to dare believe that i can because you said something i don't like or did something i don't like or made a mistake that i have the right to go in and snatch everything you've built take away everything you've done like you could do multiple things that are great but if you did this one thing that my particular group doesn't agree with I can banish you you know in everything you've done I don't think that that is I don't think that's good I think that false sense that false thing comes from the 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 element in itself like social media allows you to feel as though you help build this person's brand and this person's character because when a person uh, Instagrams, you know, like three times a day, 
and you feel like, okay, when I hit like, I supported them. And so you may have hit like three times a day and you feel like I was there with you. I was on this journey and it turns out that you were lying to me. So I'm canceling you. And I think that that's the part where people's it's, it's difficult to separate yourself away from what reality used to be as we kind of journey toward this virtual right. reality new life that we're living. Like it's, we live in a virtual reality now and it's, it's, it's in its infancy stages, but in all truthfulness, that's what cancel culture is a product of. We really honestly think because we may, and this is a, a horribly egregious example, but we may think that because we supported Kim Kardashian back when she was, uh, you know, on tape with Ray J, right. <laughs> we, we have a peak or a right into her life and into all those different things. And it's not, it's not the case. It's like, uh, I've said this before, but I feel like if you are busy thinking that you have power and authority over someone else's life, it's because you're busy. Uh, it's because you don't have a you life, have a of, life your of your own. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, I guess the thing is that even as a person who's trying to build something for myself, I think there's a sense of fear that's in the back of my mind that even when I'm on Facebook um, or any other form of social media, Things I may have said in the past just recklessly or just said, use my opinion. I thought it was funny. Now I have to be very careful just as a business owner, you just building your brand or just trying to represent, you know, you just can't be the authentic you anymore. You have to be in this cookie cutter situation where you don't get the right to think, uh, be a free thinker, think on your own, speak on, you know, the way you feel. You have to match what society says you have to say feel, think, you know, and I, I don't think that's fair and it doesn't allow us to be authentic, you know, for right. fear of losing everything we built because this group doesn't like what you said or can perceive what you said is hate speech, you know, um, and I don't, I don't think that's cool. And, I, and a lot of the stars that are coming under fire right now is so unnecessary. Okay. It's, it's like with the Cardi B situation, People are taking, you know, certain elements of what was said, which may be true what was said, but they're not looking at the context behind it. And they're actually lining her up with Bill Cosby and comparing what he did to what, what she did to what he did. And, but the contents of the context, you know, the whole backstory to it is completely different. Um, I'm not trying to excuse her or exonerate her or anything like that. However, you can't just throw everybody in a big bucket and cancel everybody, you know? No, you, you're absolutely right on that. Like, you can't you can't do it. It has its... When you can help a person build up their brand or help a person, support a person in need, that's when social media is good. But when you take someone like Cardi B, whose situation is totally different, like, the details of the situation is totally different, we are removing ourselves away from for real deal reality. Because, like, when we're keeping it real and we're not trying to be fancy and politically correct and all these other things. When you look at it, these were men who decided to go into a strip club and solicit a woman for sex and they got taken advantage of instead of them taking advantage of someone else. And I think the factor that someone would even try to target her, I feel like that's one of those situations where we need to do better by not completely, like uh, she's wrong in the sense of poisoning someone and robbing them is wrong. But I still come back to the idea that there's no honor amongst thieves in reality. Like we can romanticize it and say that the streets have a code, this and that other. 
I've seen the pattern of the streets and there is no code. There is no code whatsoever. Than, the only code is get your money. And so Listen, <laughs> if we canceled everybody in hip hop alone that did something wrong before yeah. they made it big, we would have no hip hop. That's a huge hypocrisy behind the way the way that whole process goes anyway, because like you said, as long as it's entertaining me, I'm fine with it. Because one of the things that we were talking about uh, with that whole Cardi B situation was that this video came out a long time ago. They just waited for it to be a time that they could attack her and use it, you know, to yeah. promote their different agendas. But for the most part, they didn't care about those poor uh, men uh, who was being taken advantage of then. They didn't care. Did not care. <laughs> it's the same, uh, and, and, thing was the same thing with Michael Jackson's alleged victims. They didn't care back when they still wanted to hear from Mike. But now that yes. he can't speak for himself, all of a sudden, a genera- they're taking advantage of a generation who didn't know his impact. And, yes. and they're, they're piling on with the, you know, with the support of, of this younger generation that doesn't have an emotional attachment to him. Um, which could be a positive thing because maybe the next generation can look at it more objectively than our generations because we are attached to the the awe of who he was, but uh, and not right. like an objective look at is he guilty? But guilty or not, can't two things exist at once? And that's my problem with cancel culture. Can I not celebrate the fact that the off the wall album still hits like like hard like albums <laughs> of all time? But at yes. the same token, this man may have been a monster. Well, it, listen, and this this is the thing, though, is that, you know, people could say the same thing about R. Kelly. And no, we agree that... Alive, and he's still getting money. And he, the, I, I was just going to say, the thing with the R. Kelly situation is he obviously used his money to fund, yeah. you know, to pay people to help him to to fund the situations. And I'm not saying, you know, if, if we went according to the documentary, you would be able to say that Michael Jackson did kind of did the same thing. However, even with it, it I don't even want to say, this is not the same thing as the R. Kelly thing, only because that he's dead. He can't speak for himself, one. Um, we don't know if these stories are real. We, you know, we always kind of speculated he had suspicious behavior. However, there was nothing ever proven, ever, you know. And and even when it did go to trial, they tested the same ones that are now trying to come out were the ones who said no, he would never do anything like that. Parents were right there at all times, so you know it's just a completely different story. But you know, I get that shutting R. Kelly down because. This man is using that money to fund yeah. his his escapades or whatever, you know. Yeah. And so, you gotta I think that's when cancel culture is at its best, is when you are coming together as a community. Like one of the failed efforts and first efforts, and I won't even say it's cancel culture, but one of the first times social media tried to wield its power in order to make a positive change was back in 2012 that I can remember with the Coney 2012. Everybody was reposting this video about all these yeah. hundreds of girls in Africa who were putting, you know, kidnapped and putting yeah. uh, sex trafficking and being abused. Nothing came of it. That's the reality of cancel culture. We couldn't cancel a warlord who's, you know, who was who's out there in the public eye, let alone can we really honestly cancel 
anyone else with our social media power. But, but we're fickle, you know, because, you know, the thing is, is we, we bounce back with, okay, look at, um, you know, all the pet, like, okay, so right now, council culture is big. Council, council, council. So you do something now, you're doing it in the wrong time. But just not too long ago, Chris Brown, they didn't say the word cancel, you know, and he did something that was cancel worthy, right? Right, right. You know, um, there people have been doing stuff, stars have been doing stuff for years, and the word cancel wasn't this big, huge thing, you know. So I don't know where the attitude or the audacity is the only word I can really come up with has come from this rose up in this this generation that says that I can I can take your mistakes and get rid of them. But what I do want to say about this, you know, uh, is that cancel culture is a direct representation of where we are in American society from where we came from. We started this nation as um you know God fearing. You know, and and now everything that God stands for, society stands against. So why would this be any different? You know, forgiveness is just cancel culture goes against everything forgiven. You know, like you you, we're not gonna forgive you. We're not gonna, you know, and, and it's vindictive. It doesn't allow karma or God or anything else to get the vengeance. We're going to take vengeance. And it also doesn't allow the justice system to do its part. If there was a crime committed, let the justice system take care of that crime. And we should not, people should not have to be tried in the court of popular opinion and more things snatched from them. You know, uh, Bill Cosby sitting in prison for what he did. They shouldn't take the Cosby show off the air or or, or, uh, Fat Albert or whatever, you know. We shouldn't lose all his work He's paying for that crime, you know, so why are we piling extra on? It's like, when is enough enough on the judgment? Because what all these people have to realize is they're still living. And as long as they're living and breathing, mistakes will be made. Don't you want what go around the, to come around? Like, don't you want to put some good stuff out there? Yeah, so it's like, who's going to cancel you one day? That sometimes before you retweet, re you know, and you use a hashtag, would you like that to be you? Would you like right. that same energy to come back to you if you made a mistake? And I think when you're on the side of thinking that you won't ever make that mistake, you openly take on that that type. You 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 would accept that rebuke. You know, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. You know, if I make that kind of mistake, then because I won't do this, I won't do that. But sometimes you don't make the mistake, and the court of public opinion thinks that you do. And I don't know if this is a true case in point because I'm the verdict is I guess technically the verdict isn't out. But in my personal in the court of public opinion, the verdict is still out on Jesse Smollett. Right. Yeah. (laughs) As far as legally, he's free. But there is still a handful of people who are digging in their heels and saying he's made it worse for the LGBTQIA community and for the black community to speak out um, when things are bad. And, And to be honest with you, I think that's a defeated point of view, because whether yeah. a person's telling the truth or not, you still got a story to tell. And if I'm telling the truth, if the police brutalized me, Jesse got nothing to do with that as a black man. Right. If, I, if I'm fighting for LGBTQIA rights, then I still got to fight for my rights regardless if somebody lied. 
I put you right. Like my president, if if I let's just say I my I was on the side of saying I really love the idea of MAGA and I really want to make this country great again and I want to go back to systems of oppression, ruling and reigning. And then President Trump turns around and does something that that's anti make America great again. That doesn't the cause is still there. One man doesn't represent the cause. So it's sort of like Jesse Clinton messed it up. I made some people uncomfortable with that weird analogy of president of being pro Trump for a second. But point is, I just Look, it's your humble opinion. Hey, <laughs> but I guess the, the point that I was kind of awkwardly getting at was just this yeah. idea that man, if you down with a cause, it's your cause. Not one person can fall can, can take yes. you off of it because we got to stop looking to 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 people to be the scapegoat or to even be the leader. You yourself have have to be the leader. Uh, uh, to champion your cause. I think it's just lazy politics and lazy political theater when we start placing blame on individuals and trying to put this pressure. Like and you've said this several times as we've been talking, it's the unnecessary amount of pressure that we are placing on individuals um, to be to hold up to a ever changing yeah. st- standard. Like we don't yeah. know what's politically correct from one day to the next. You and don't. it's just like, like, like we were you could you could use the if you watch comedians from back in the day, they could, excuse me, if you watch comedians from back in the day, they can say all kind of stuff. And 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 the thing that made it funny is that they're saying what we're thinking, they're yeah. saying what we experience, they're saying real life stuff in a joking manner. And now, comedians everywhere are coming under fire for doing their job for making life funny, making light of real life situations. But, you know, now you got to be careful what you say because, you know, they may cancel you. <coughs> you know, Kevin Hart, perfect example. It was funny then and it's still funny now and it's relatable, but look what it did to him, you know, and the the demand for the apology over and over and over again. But, um, you know, so that's my take on cancel culture okay uh, <laughs> just uh just to wrap it all up i appreciate you know you bringing the positive what it could do because i literally wasn't looking at the positive of it i was just really looking at you know how you know again the word audacity like who are you to cancel a person <laughs> you know just the just to even have it even though we know realistically we can't cancel anybody just to have that thought pattern just to be that narcissistic and that egotistical that you think you can cancel someone or that you have that much power to cancel a whole person and everything you know yeah and so like my last thought on it with this is that like someone pointed out to me i think it might a a friend of mine from another podcast pointed out to me that there's a difference between audience and community and no, it was actually Kevin on Stages podcast where he said this, um, where he was saying, hey, you know, an audience is they they will cancel you. They will boo you. But a community will keep supporting you, even though you're wrong. In case in point, Chris Brown has a community of fans. They don't cancel him. You know, they keep him going regardless of everybody else. There's a group of women uh, that just absolutely love Chris Brown. And it doesn't matter what he's done. And it's proven. And same thing with Michael Jackson. They thought they were going to be able to cancel him, but he has a community of faith. Yes. Love him. And you can't. So I think that's the thing that I would say 
to each person, make sure that you're a part of a community and you're not part of an audience. If you're just an audience member, keep it moving. You can look at the fact that someone did something wrong, but unless you're a part of a person's community and you've been supporting them all their career, don't put your opinion on it because, you know, everyone was talking about Jess Hilarious a few weeks, but how many people supported that yeah. young lady? She's only 20 something years old. She ain't got to that point where you can say you've been riding with her for years. Leave her alone. Let her learn. Well, and I was going to say, and then please let these things be first be teachable moments. Let these people's mistakes be teachable moments for them, you know, educate them, help them out versus attack you know everything someone is saying is not an attack to you and your community possibly if i said something ignorant about the um uh lgbt please use the i might get in trouble for this thank you i might get in trouble for not knowing all those letters but if i say something negative educate me don't come for me and try to snatch my my platform educate me so that maybe i can be an advocate i can use my platform to become part of your community you know so that's the other thing that i would want to wrap up and you know say as we're you know concluding this cancel culture situation uh thank you so much for for um sharing my first episode with me i appreciate it um, i'm excited i'm glad we were able to, we, we've tried it and i'm glad you're just out there getting it out there so 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 listen um i would like for the people to know where they can find some of your stuff because I listen to. I, th- um, I think if you if you get on Anchor, which you're listening to, probably you know like which is powering your podcast right now. You can find all of them on Anchor, Spotify, and pretty much iTunes and Google Play uh, uh, or Google Podcasts. You can find all of them on those major platforms and other ones. So uh, the Barbershop Nine One Eight is me and a couple of fellows that. Uh, I used to live in Tulsa with, and we still do the show. We have technical issues every now and then, but we just, we love doing it. So it's just sports show. <laughs> and general culture. Uh, the sit up podcast uh, star, uh, featuring Leroy Barber. He's a known activist throughout Atlanta and uh, Philadelphia and now Portland area and does a lot of different work around the country. So he actually just lets me tag along with him and we interview different innovative leaders of color. Uh, he, uh, people from the Voices Conference, United Methodist Group, and we p- tackled issues from the LGBTQIA uh, issues uh, here lately with the uh, UMC, and as well as Colin Kaepernick. Leroy was one of the people who led a uh, majority of the NFL protest uh, to try to get Cap a job. So um, we, we cover a whole lot uh, with the Sit Up podcast. And then there's napkin scribbles where you'll hear my voice at the very beginning but for the most part it's some very deep and brilliant theology by leonard sweet um if you just want to go back in the archives you got uh this life matters which was a podcast i used to do you can find on different platforms yeah, that was a great one. and right and we, we're looking to bring that back real soon and right now there's also one of my favorites uh right priced out the podcast uh, it's about gentrification. You best believe gentrification is affecting your city. And if you want more information, uh, check out Priced Out the Podcast, uh, Priced Out the Movie.com. You can get a link to the podcast as well as how you can screen the movie. And we can uh, set up a screening so you can be able to screen the documentary. It's a brilliant documentary. Uh, I just, you just suggest you support it because you got to bring these conversations, gentrification to your community so that's what sgb which is seeing god's beauty media is covering with podcasting right now i'm currently working on 
couple of new podcasts uh, that'll be coming out real soon and and also uh, do a little bit of uh, consulting work for podcasts, hence what you're listening to right now. <laughs> Listen, so you are a busy man. How do yes, you I'm also <laughs> shooting my documentary, Uncaged, right now. So be looking out for Uncaged, a documentary about a journey into Black comics. So, so yeah, we're going to have to have you on for that one. Yeah, definitely. Come back to talk about that one. Yeah. So, okay. Thank so, you for having me on, man. I, I appreciate yes. you. And then let me put all that stuff out there. It's, it's a lot. If you're in a Portland, <laughs> and, and I got to say this, if you're in a Portland area, you need to get your hair braided. Make sure you come on through to 1030 Braiding Hair and Design, yes. Natural Hair and Design. That's my wife's uh, hair shop. And also be looking out for a T-shirt, our new T-shirt company that's going to be coming out real soon, too. So we're just trying to live that entrepreneurial life. And just let yes, and 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 the t- uh, the 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 bre- she is amazing. She does great work. So yeah, yeah you check out her work area. on Instagram. Ten thirty braiding uh, on Instagram. Braiding. Yeah, Regina at ten thirty braiding on Instagram, and you'll see all of her her brilliant work and the work we do with kids. We braid kids for free. So if you're listening in the Portland area, bring your kids through. We'll braid them up for free. Okay, okay. So that that's a lot of great stuff you're doing. And so I, I picked a super guest for my first episode, <laughs> but I thank you for helping me with this. So uh, everybody stick around. I'll be back with Chef Sharon's Kitchen in just a sec. Hey, hey, and welcome into Chef Sharon's Kitchen. This is the part of the show where I, Chef Sharon, talk to you about all things culinary from recipes restaurant reviews so let's get started today i want to talk about some uh it's springtime okay and what does springtime mean it means that our winter body cannot go into the summer springtime is that in-between point where we got a little bit of panic from our holiday eating and we know that vacations and bikinis are coming so we like to do our little diet. We like to do our little workout. So I'm going to give you a tip, something to help to make your diet more efficient and flow a little easier. So let's talk about juice fasting. Juice fasting or detoxing is um, pretty much an essential part of my life. And I think it should be a part of everybody's life. I think that, you know, we, we put so much pressure and stuff on our on our organs our digestive system and all the crap that we eat all the processed food all the pesticides and different things that go into our body and we're full of toxins and things you know and it's just always a good idea to stop push the pause button and go in with organic fresh fruits and vegetables and detox our systems and reboot it and get it ready you know for the next haul you know so Um, I like to juice fast where I don't eat anything for five days. I just drink my nutrients. So I just want to talk about juice fasting a little bit today. Maybe give you a few pointers and help you, you know, get a little bit more understanding. Maybe it's something you want to try if you, if you haven't already tried it, if you don't already do it rather. So, um, first thing you want to do is you want to get, uh, your recipes ready, you know, like look up some detox recipes, you know, uh, some some things will help your circulatory system. Some fruits and vegetables that you take in help with your immune system, boost your immune system. Some help boost um, 
you know, your respiratory system, you know, whatever. So you want to get, you know, your recipes together and you want to make sure that you have, for me, I like to make sure I have everything on hand. I don't want to go back to the store because then I'll end up quitting my fast, you know, just to be honest with you. I want to make sure everything's on hand and then make sure I have all my containers um, or bottle jars or whatever I'm going to put my, my juice in. So, you know, I have a juicer, an actual juicer where you put the vegetables in, extracts the juice and puts the pulp on the other side. And then I also have a ninja or bullet. Well, I don't, yep. The ninja. And so where you could just take and like make smoothie where you put it in and just kind of blend it all up with the pulp and everything included. So, you know, I'll decide which recipes I'm going to do. I have my containers and then you want to make sure you have plenty of water on hand, you know, so you want to drink lots and lots of water. You want to have um, lemons for that water. You want to have lot key limes. I learned a lot about key limes uh, in your water. It is, it's very powerful in your water. So you definitely want to have key limes that alkalizes your water um and and gets that water level because you want to you you're actually in the process of turning your acidic environment you know body into an alkaline environment okay so that water helps um you might want to have warm water you know wake up to room temperature water or warm water with lemon to help get that um digestive tract flowing and so for me I do only juice you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, whatever. I'll have juice throughout the day. And those nutrients, don't worry. You're getting plenty of nutrients in your body, all the vitamins and everything you need. Um, some people say, well, you know, make sure you, you do the pulp because you want the fiber. So that's fine too, you know. But one thing I want, one tip of advice I want to give when doing a juice fast, okay, is understand the process that you're going through understand that you are detoxing and just like with people when they're detoxing from drugs you know there is going to be withdrawal symptoms and withdrawal symptoms never feel good they're never great you know and some of the withdrawal symptoms that happen with detoxing from food you'll have tiredness moodiness anger you know so weakness lightheadedness headaches irritability you even may get some skin rashes different you know physical um attributes from it also so so with that being said i want to encourage you to push through it you know know your body pay attention when i first did it it kind of scared me i'm not gonna lie because i was like well what's happening i don't think i should feel like this i don't you know and i was encouraged by someone to follow through stay with it and so day one was nothing but like the challenge can i go without eating day two was torture like i'm so hungry why am i doing this to myself Day three was like, okay, I think I need to quit and go to the hospital, you know, and that's the point where I had someone pushing me along to say, no, keep going. And once, once day four came, that's when the energy kicked in, the brain fog lifted. I was a hundred percent. Everything was great. I felt good. I was excited. Day five, however, I was a thousand percent superhuman, speedy. Oh my God. I was running through the house, cleaning up everything. I had so much energy. My thoughts were clear. I was, I mean, very creative. Everything was flowing so amazingly, you know, and that was just day five. That was just five days 
of getting rid of the filth and putting in the good stuff. So I would say definitely do that before you start your diet. And another tip is before you start the fast, don't, you know, make sure that you are um, weaning yourself off, you know, the first few days, it's kind of weaning yourself off the crap and making better choices, like eating some fresh fruit for breakfast, um, you know, maybe having just fish or something for dinner and, you know, kind of lightening up the load. Don't eat such heavy, big stuff that'll kind of help aid in the, since it's only a five day detox, you know, it kind of helps in the efficiency of the detox. You know, if the first few days, the few days before you start, if you would, you know, you know, kind of, you know, just watch what you put into your system. So pretty much once it's done, then you can go into whatever diet and your digestive system has been rebooted. It's refreshed. It's the the organs, the uh, reproductive, I mean, reproductive, the (laughs) digestive organs have, um, you know, been revived and detoxed and they're ready to properly digest your food and efficiently digest the things that you take in um, and and help you aid in faster and more efficient weight loss. So that is my tip of the day from Chef Sharon's Kitchen. If you want some detox recipes, go to my Facebook page, Chef Sharon's Kitchen, and I have some juice fast recipes there for you and that you can use uh and also go to my humble opinion facebook page and hit the like button and join the discussions i'll be posting things there that we can discuss and some of your comments will be featured in up and coming episodes so definitely do that and then also my humble opinion facebook page is where you can find each show a show each week i'll try to post mondays or tuesdays i want to say probably post on tuesday and um, you'll get a fresh new show. And again, thank you for joining me on My Humble Opinion, my very first episode. I hope you were informed and entertained. Thank you.